Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2002 film Love Liza concerns a, a character played by Philip Seymour Hoffman coming to terms after the loss to suicide of his wife Liza. Uh, joining us today to talk about some of the themes addressed in the film is Brian Higgins with Mental Healthy Fit. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Uh, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful treat for me to, to get a, <laughs> uh, an unsolicited in, uh, request to be on, on a podcast about mental health. It's great. Oh, I, I'm, I'm glad to have been that unsolicited request. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I do try to reach out to uh, pertinent and timely and relevant uh, voices that sure. contribute to mental health. So that's why I um, reach, reached out and I'm looking forward to a, a very productive conversation oh. um, upcoming. Now, I, I do want to mention um, a couple of resources up front for those who may need to reach out to someone today. There is a crisis text line in the US. You can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. In the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Depending upon where you are in the world, um, check your local listings, as they say. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Great. Um, now, uh, Mental Healthy Fit, I understand, is having a virtual mental health m museum of, of sorts. Yes, right indeed. Now. Um, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, well, Mental Healthy Fit, just to give you an overview, uh, we're, a, we're a nonprofit based in Salt Lake City, uh, but we do serve nationally, internationally. And the FIT stands for Films, Ideas and Tips. And it's really an, an advocacy and an awareness organization that people can just get in, you know, learn about mental health, you know, to end the stigma. Because as we all know, there's still tons of stigma that people can't reach out and ask for help when they're when they're when they're having difficulties uh, until it's too late. And then everybody's like wondering what went wrong. He seems so good. And, and we all know that the two hardest questions to ask is I don't know, and I need help. And those are the things that mental healthy fit answers. You know, we, we give opportunities for people to be educated through entertainment, you know, because so we're getting entertaining films, comedy shows, storytelling, um, photographs, art, just anything that, that people can resonate with because people are more inclined to interact with a film or an art piece that could possibly have a mental health storyline, you know, but if you're going to try and talk about depression or suicide or uh, anything like that, people switch off, you know. Yeah, and that's that's what you're saying right now is at the roots of this podcast. Yeah. Is that movies are obviously something I'm passionate about, and, and media and mental health is also mm -hmm. something that I'm passionate about. And sure. I've and noticed yeah. that if you if you sort of introduce a, a film some sort of story to the to the, the conversation, the interest level is higher than mm -hmm. if it, the, you know what I mean? It's, oh, of course, it's, of course. And, and when, you're, when you're engaging with the media, 
you get a visceral experience. And it doesn't necessarily, the film doesn't necessarily have to be specifically about mental health. You know, uh, many films out there, so we can even look at Star Wars and we can watch Star Wars. We can have that great experience, you know, go against the dark side uh, and, and root for the hero and, and all of that. But we can, we can really break those down and, and look at the, you know, the, the anger issues, the, the depression, the darkness, you know, and, and feeding the dark side of yourself. You know, and then and then introduce those elements to the to the story and have a conversation about it. And I find the visceral experience is a lot more compelling for people because then they can maybe understand what it might be like for somebody experiencing depression or somebody experiencing suicidal ideation uh, once they've had that connection to the film. And it's the same with songs. You know, you can listen to a sad song and you can cry just in that moment because the song has brought that out of you. Um, and, and maybe you've, you've had that moment to live within that depression uh, and hopefully then you'll have a, a, a better understanding how you can help and communicate with, with people that maybe are having difficulties. So but back to your question. So uh, we are a, an adv advocacy group and we do festivals, we do uh, events and things like that. And at the moment for Mental Health Awareness Month, which is, which is May, we have a virtual mental health museum that's going on at the moment. And you can access that at seeitthisway.org. And we wanted to try and call it like see it this way. It, so it wasn't necessarily like see it my way, see it the right way. You know, it's just, no, see it, see it this way. This is my lived experience. And it's basically a VR experience, but you don't need a, you don't need a VR headset. You can just go in and you can, you just wander around the 3D museum. And in each room there's there's educational resources uh, about mental health. So we, we cover um, depression, suicidal ideation, addiction, all of that and offer resources, but all of these are done in a creative way that people are gonna connect with. And also there's some self-help tips with some self-help modalities with positive psychology and, and things like that to try and help you take the next step forward. And there's a film festival in there as well uh, and we tried to expand it a little bit. So we have mental health, we've got disability, we've got uh, human rights, and we've got LGBT. Uh, those are our genres because, you know, mental health crosses the barrier, it crosses across all genres, everything, you know. Um, it, you're always going to experience some kind of difficulty if you have, if you're in a marginalized community. And I, I like working in the, in the disability realm because a lot of people think, well, my business is ADA compliant because I've got a ramp, you know, and those are all, it's great to be for physical disabilities, but they don't think about the, the mental disabilities that people may be struggling with in the workplace. So that's what, again, what Mental Healthy Fit does and what See It This Way does is just to try to, to start the conversation, you know, to show that it is okay to, to ask for help and also help somebody. So... So that's, that's yeah, what we do. Definitely. And, and I'm, I'm very happy with, with what I have seen on, on, on your site. And that's part of why I wanted to reach out and, and have you on the show to let more people know about it. Great. Thank you. Um, now, Love Liza, that is a, a film that does address um, a, a loss to, to suicide. And it probably gets more attention than other films of, of this uh, nature might 
due to um, Philip Seymour Hoffman being the main character, obviously a, a very much loved and um, renowned uh, actor. Uh, yeah. Many, many films, you know, that He's had quite a few now that now that I have to just pause and just yeah, sure. I just had to, had to like pause and because he has been in quite a few movies now that now that I think about it yeah uh, he he was obviously taken from us uh, too soon but it was nonetheless many many a lot of movies I mean Boogie Nights uh, the the one with uh, Al Pacino Son of a Woman he had that role in yeah, that and, and he was even the bad guy in Mission Impossible Three exactly yeah yeah. And but then, he's an incredible actor that, exactly. you know, I, I, I certainly miss, you know, because he's one that, that was a chameleon, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it is sad because now that we know that he was struggling with addiction, because obviously he died of, a, of an overdose, an accidental overdose, mm-hmm. and all of the things that come with that, um, that we just never knew, you know, we just saw him as this, this great actor and you know, we, he didn't really live in the public eye. You know, he wasn't on TMZ and, and he wasn't like Robert Downey Jr. that everyone was fully aware that he was yeah. you know, having difficulties. Philip Seymour Hoffman, we just thought, okay, well, he's just an amazing artist, amazing actor. And then when he, when he dies of, his, of the overdose, that really opened up my eyes to his characters. You know, because we look at, at his character in Boogie Nights, we look at his character in Love Liza, we look at his character in Owning Mahoney, or all of these great pieces, and they're all broken. They're all they're all struggling characters, you know. And and as an artist myself, I I understand like using your art and your creativity to explore yourself, you know, to find answers for yourself. And really, that's what he was doing, you know, trying to control his addiction through other characters. And maybe there was a dissociation or a depersonalization in that to remove himself uh, from those areas. I, I, it's, a, it's a hard one because I, I did a little bit of research into him to, for this podcast just to see if I could have a bit of a deeper dive. But because he didn't live in the public eye, there's not that much, yeah. you know, I can't see like it seems that when he was on a on a job when he was acting you know he was professional he turned up he was all everyone couldn't say better things about him so i don't know if he was actively using while he was performing or were those like his holidays from the the disease and you had mentioned obviously love Love, liza but you had also mentioned owning mahoney and these are two movies that kind of speak to his almost like the, the the proverbial paycheck movies like he took the paycheck movies to to do the smaller yeah, movies the small people, ones, yeah. yeah that 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 figure of speech about you know doing the, the paycheck movies to yeah one I for think, them one for me yeah like mark ruffalo i think is in that in, in the same category yeah. mike yeah. so there's people who at this point know mark ruffalo only from you know what spotlight or or you can cut on me and there's people who only know him from you know the, the, the marvel movies yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. philip seymour hoffman philip seymour hoffman is, is is kind of a similar uh tra- trajectory where people know him either one or the other uh i think you know him from obviously both levels of movies and i know him from both levels of movies but it'll be interesting when this podcast hits the uh for real airwaves how many people will 
not know about Love Liza and not know about Owning Mahoney. Yeah, for sure. There's another one you might have seen. Have you ever seen Hard Eight? Yeah, that that's yeah. the early uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, and he has the smallest part in that yeah. where he is playing uh, craps at the table <laughs> against um, oh uh, Philip Baker Hall. Yeah. Um, and it's like a three-minute scene and Philip Seymour Hoffman, again, just controls that, you know, amazing performance. But again, there's the addiction because he's a, a gambling addict, mm-hmm. you know, and you can really see the emotion just drained from his face from going, like the excitement of I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to get my fix, I'm going to get my fix. And then when it doesn't happen, or when it happens, you know, just that complete yeah. de- uh, dejection afterwards and just such an incredible and i always love if people want a master class in acting just watch that three minute scene oh absolutely uh, it's 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 phenomenal so. so true well what what um said you on your your journey into the you know the wild and wonderful world of of mental health was there something that that said you on your journey in, into this path what um yeah what, what took um, you down this road my as i mentioned earlier when we were chatting before we were recording uh, a lot of people that work in mental health i find are from personal experience you know it's a difficult it's a difficult profession to go into if you don't if you're not trying to 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 work on yourself i find and so again mine totally totally personal experience so i have uh, ptsd from conflict-based ptsd and uh, addiction, depression, um, suicidal ideation. You know, all, I, I check all the, uh, I like to say if I, if I go to a buffet of mental health, I, I have a piece of everything on my plate, you know? And, um, and things, of course, with the, the PTSD of the, of the conflict-based stuff, it's difficult for people to resonate with the atrocities that, that, that veterans have seen. So you, try to smother them with substances and it doesn't make them go away it just makes everybody else in your life go away and i ended up homeless you know i ended up homeless for 18 months you know and and just totally drinking myself to death and just how i changed my story and i I was happy to do that you know I, i was so content that that was my journey now was just to drink myself to death on the streets and uh, and to end my life but it was a long time that it happened you know it it, it, yeah. it it sort of built up and then and then I started changing my stories changing telling my story through creativity like realizing that I wasn't getting the ROI you know I wasn't getting the help that I needed because people did not understand my story you know when I was just just pure documentary just this is what happened to me this is what happened to me da 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 and people were scared because, as I mentioned, the stigma of it, you know, they, they felt, one, oh, dear, I'm going to catch the depression from you. You know, it's, it's not like it's not like COVID. It's not like. Yeah, um, yeah that's one of the things that the, I don't know if you ever saw this movie, Shock Corridor, the, the Sam yes. Fuller movie. Yep. There was actually a line in that movie, which Sam Fuller, for those who don't know, is kind of like a, a gruff 
not the most eloquent, which again, many Sam Fuller fans, I don't think they'll take offense at that characterization, but kind of like a, a newsman, kind of like if it, if it bleeds, it leads kind of mentality. So I don't think there's any Sam Fuller fans who would take offense at that um, characterization. But there's a line in the movie, Shot Corridor, where, uh, and for those who don't know the movie, he, it's, a, it's someone who goes undercover, quote unquote, uh, pretending to be sick when he's not sick. And his girlfriend at one point has some line in the movie about, oh, am I going to catch it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there are people who, yeah, even in 2021, who have a, a similar uh, mindset about yeah. that. Oh, it's, you know, oh, am I going to catch this? Well, it's not, there's a lot of people that just don't want to engage because it's like, oh, you're just going to bring me down. You know, I don't want to help you. I don't want to talk to you about yeah your depression because you're just going to bring me down as well and then i'm going to be depressed yeah. well that's the difference between situational depression and clinical depression but uh, no. so you know so how i started changing my story in 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 creative ways you know how could i tell a joke or how could i tell a story or how could i make a film that had the moral of the story how could i make you feel my my difficulties through creativity so I could get you to be engaged with, with what I was going through. And then I could tell you all about it. You know, then I could say, Hey, this isn't, a, this isn't fiction. You know, this is my everyday yeah, life. Yeah. And then once they have that visceral experience, they can maybe connect the dots and say, Whoa, I never thought of it that way. I never thought of addiction as, as self-medication as, as pain, as, as anger, I always just thought you were, you know, taking heroin for a laugh, you know, yeah. uh, but now, now I can understand the pain because everyone has experienced emotions. And when we can tell our stories from an emotional basis, people can connect. Definitely. People can connect with anger. People can connect with pain. People connect with fear. And that's really what the veteran story is. But when you're trying to tell stories about being, you know, ambushed and under fire, they can't connect. But if you can tell a story about stubbing your toe and how much pain, how painful that is and how immediate, how immediate it is and how immediately you want to scream out and then protect your toe, everyone under the, under the sun has stubbed their toe before and can connect and, and that's really what I start. How I started my 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 organization was to to help people uh, connect and resonate with with mental health, and then and then to be able to to funnel along the resources and, and hopefully try to to change people's perspectives. So. Cool, cool. And you had mentioned um, this month being Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. And I'm someone who is. Uh, how do I say this? I, I'm not. I, I obviously I appreciate that there's awareness of of these issues, and, and I, I do want more awareness and education out there. I am nonetheless of the opinion that many of these awareness days or months or weeks or whatnot, in some respects, I am of the opinion that many of them do more harm than good or are neutral at best reason being is that often a lot of the awareness does not translate into more action. 
In other words, the same conversations we're having last year are the ones we're having this year and we're having next year. And yep. a lot of stuff does not change. And so far as the help being available, as far as the resources being available, it seems to be at a stagnant or, or very static level. And for me, at least, when I, when I come across these awareness days or months or weeks, it often feels patronizing in a way, mm-hmm. almost like, like virtue signaling in a way, or just, just patronizing, like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll acknowledge you, you know, one, one day out of the year, or one week out of the year, but then the rest of the, the year, yep. then what? So that, that's what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Do you, so do you, do you yeah, share some of those? I do. I find like nowadays there's every day of the year, there's an awareness, it's an yeah. awareness day. And I think we've really uh, hypersaturated that. But again, we're talking about like pancake awareness day yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or things like that. And those are jovial or talk like a pirate day, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and I find like with the, the medical ones, there are certain higher visibility so like the, the cancer awareness there's a there's a lot of things and we can go back to that as saying like when you've got cancer you're a hero but when you've got mental health you know don't talk to me yeah uh, the, yeah there's know? not a comparable level of of, of respect or yeah. or um yeah yeah so but i find like with with mental health mental health uh, awareness month and, and mental health awareness day which is october 10th um a lot of the engagement is from people and organizations that are in the field, you know, that are, that are either actively living with mental illness or mental health uh, or helping mental health. And it's difficult to get the public to, you know, come and help, you know, to really see it. Whereas again, with the cancer awareness, just like with cancer, everybody has had a friend or a family member that's been affected by cancer and people will fly that flag and sing the praises of that day and donate and everything. And, but we can say exactly the same thing about mental health. Like every single person has had somebody in their life that's been connected with, with mental health or mental illness. I'll say 100%, you are going to know somebody in your direct circle that has committed suicide. And that's just a fact, but we're just got that hurdle, that brick wall of, better not talk about it better you know put the wall up let's pretend it didn't happen and it's interesting to me with oh and if i and if i could just interject um i know you had said um as far as when when someone's lost to suicide there is still some um conjecture well i'm not sure right the right what the word would be um but just some change in verbiage as far as the the word committing sort of indicating that someone's like committing a crime or whatnot and and so that usage um i'm seeing more and more that it's um not being used as commonly Mm -hmm. as it used to be yeah 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 and it's Yes, I, I I apologize for 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 using the wrong word. Oh uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't no, put on the spot. No, I, I mean I'm on, on myself. I I, I yeah. should have been on top of that. You know, I okay, better <laughs> on that side of things. Um, but it is, and then you can always tell, like on on social media, because social media, I think is is great 
for what it can do, but it's also terrible for what it is doing. Oh, yeah. And within See It This Way, we do have a, a social media room that talks about, you know, how social media can be used to ask for help, you know, and things like that. But I, I'm always amazed when somebody posts about a friend, you know, dying, um, a friend being lost. And it, you can always tell when, when it is suicide, but they will not talk about suicide. Yeah. It'll always just be my friend was, um, you know, taken from us or whatever. And of course, if it was cancer, if it was a car crash, or if it was an accident, they're fully happy to communicate that. You know, my friend was, uh, my well, one of my, my friends was taken by, by suicide uh, about a month ago, but nobody would talk about it, you know? But from the very first announcement, I knew that it was suicide because they wouldn't talk about it. And there's no shame. You know, we have to talk about it because that is why suicide was the cause of death because we were not talking about it. You know, he felt he had to hide. Um, yeah. And it, it's just such a, such a, such a sad thing. But with, with mental health awareness month, uh, I, as I say, I find that it is well supported within the organizations, but it is not yeah. supported outside the organizations. True. The public realm. <clears throat> Because, and, and you had mentioned uh, as far as, um, you know, just on the suicide prevention part of it, all the, everything that you're doing though, it, I think it's so cool because there is a, you know, direct point A to point B to point C correlation with what you're doing as far as getting those conversations out there, getting those resources out there so that people have that sense of connection, that they have that sense of, Oh, I, I'm not alone. There are other people out there, and I think it's just so so valuable and so important. Yeah. With what and that's you're doing. really what—that's really what we're doing is we're we're making mental health cool. You know, we're we're providing yeah. these, we're we're providing the comedy events, the film festivals where people can come and to have an entertainment time, entertaining time, and then get the education that they that they need or the resources. And you know, a lot of people will find us. Uh, by accident, like accidental information sharing, because mm -hmm. we don't really promote when we're doing a festival. We don't promote a hey, mental health film festival because people aren't going to come to that. You know, <laughs> uh, why, why do I want to go to a festival and just be depressed? You know, so we're, we're, we, we do like see it this way. You know, it's mm -hmm. a it's an ideas and advocacy festival. Yeah. And and it's just changing perspective and, and helping people, you know, see things differently. Well, I'm well. I'm fairly confident in, in saying this, but I know just for, from what I've seen uh, of the work you're doing, I've got no doubt in my mind that, that you are saving lives. No doubt in Thank my you. mind. And I, you know, it's my intention that any, everybody listening would go to seeitthisway.org uh, and, and check this out because I know that, you know, it, it, you're, you're planting seeds in a lot of ways. You know, mm -hmm. someone might, might, might visit, they might not think about it for another, you know, day or week or month, but then they'll have it in their, at the back of their mind that, hey, there's someone who was talking about what I'm going through. There's someone who was, you know, validating the experiences that, that, that I've gone through. So um, there's no doubt in my mind that what you're doing is, is going to be saving lives. 
And that's at the end of the day, what we're all, you know, striving for, you know, to, to save lives, to have people um, work through what they've got going on and, and, you know, be happier and, and, you know, more, more fulfilled in their lives. And I think you've, you know, what you're doing, I think it's, it's so important, so important and, and so valuable. Thank you. Um, so as we wind down, um, I did want to mention, um, oh, and actually before, before I say that, um, what sort of, um, you know, and we're almost, seems scary to say this, but almost mid-year, um, <laughs> 2021 almost, uh, you know, knock on wood, it seems to be a better year so far compared to, to last year. But based upon what you're, you're seeing on the front line, so to speak, what sort of, um, you know, forecast, um, you know, would you have for the upcoming rest of the year if you if you could you know look into the proverbial tea leaves crystal or ball. crystal ball yeah what would you say um, what would your your forecast be of what um what we'd be looking at for the rest of the year like mental health wise and and you know well i i think i think a benefit of 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 covid of the pandemic mm-hmm. has been opening people's eyes to a lot of things and that includes mental health uh our organization has experienced incredible growth over the past year because people have been looking for answers you know a lot of people with the isolation uh being having to work from home or you know losing their jobs or losing a family member they have suddenly experienced personal connection to to mental health which they might never have had before. So there is that difficulty of like, again, the stigma, I can't be depressed. I, you know, so finding organizations like Mental Healthy Fit that tell the story in a, in a, in a different way so that they can experience it through creativity and still have that disconnect. And then hopefully that will just be the next step. And then another two steps down the line, then they can admit, yes, I need help. I am depressed or I am having difficulties and I need help. So I think that's just going to continue because people are looking for help, you know, unfortunately, because they are experiencing it at the, at the, at at the grassroots level, you know, with themselves. And unfortunately that's when things change is when the problem comes home and it directly affects you. That's when people will reach out, you know, but then hopefully all we need to do is connect those dots and and build the community based on it so definitely and and like i said uh, just a moment ago all the, the the seeds that are being planted that that's so important to have those those um you know to know what's available so that it like i said so you're not just at a moment where you know you have the rod pulled out from under you and it's like wait a second what's what what, what now so um absolutely um, now, um, I, I do want to um, mention a, a few more resources as, as we wind down um, this, this week. Um, there is um, a few more resources. I know that there's Mental Health America, MHANational.org. There's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, MaddenAmerica.com. People have mentioned that. To me, how would be, how would people find out more about mental health healthy fit? Because this is a valuable resource as well. People should yep. know about. Um, well, our website is mentalhealthyfit.org, um, and as I say, it's films, ideas, and tips. So the films aspect is yep, watch a lot, a lot of films. 
the ideas are the festivals, like the, the, the talks and events and things like that. And then, of course, our tip page is for resources. You know, we have a resource that you can find out all about what is mental health. If it's time for you to get help, we also have free online therapy, uh, a full resource there and, and opportunities to take some workshops, you know, to help you change your story and, and help change your mind. Also, we do offer workshops for the workplace for youth and you can also become a mental healthy mentor where you can learn, you know, how to help people within your, in your, um, uh, in your community. And yeah, so uh, mentalhealthyfit.org. Is, is the place to go. Okay, cool, cool. Well, thank you, lots of good info here. Lot, lot of good info. So uh, thank you so much for, for being here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, wonderful. I'm happy to come back if you ever need me. Likewise, thank you. Um, those of you at home or at work, wherever you may be, um, stay safe, everyone, and uh, talk with you next time. Uh, bye. Thank you. Bye.